You must be 18 or older to listen to this podcast. When I snap my fingers, I want you to sit down on this big fucking tent pole, and I want you to sit down all the way. Matt and Ouija. No hesitation. You get that thing lined up with that butthole, and you sit straight down all the way. That's right. It's time for the big gay sex show with the two big studs themselves. You know what I want. Now give it to me. Give it to them, guys. And here now they are. Matt and Ouija. Sit. You just sit all the way fucking down on it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sit. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. Did oh you want to start over? Are you okay? Are you cool? I don't know. Did you want to... Can like... you handle it? <laughs> you... Right now, your mouth? <laughs> That's what I can't handle. Oh, can you handle... Welcome to the Big Gay Sex Show, the Daddy Years, the podcast that tells you everything you ever wanted to know about mm, gay sex. And everything you still don't want to know. Oh, that's quite a bit these days. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, hey, I'm Matt. And I'm Ouija, the fluffiest furry fucker in Fartland. <laughs> that's gross. Fartland. Uh, yeah, that one was a kind of a stinky line. Yeah, that's... Get it? <laughs> stinky. <laughs> only Matt. Oh, only me. Hey, a big welcome to all of our Instagram uh, ex- and Twitter users and Instagram followers. And welcome to our new listeners all over the world. That's true. Uh, Patreon offers listeners a way to support creators and like us and receive awards not open to the general public like dirty audio clips, Patreon-only videos, vintage podcast archive access, naughty, naughty, dirty, dirty videos, well, photos, excuse me, not videos, of Matt and Ouija and more. But actually, that's kind of bullshit, though, because Patreon doesn't let me show my dick. Well, no, I mean, they're me still naughty. I mean, they're the dirty... You know, they're naughty? You show my Actually... Tits. You show my, my meaty pecs. I've also showed your ring. I've showed a little bit of the top of your, your dick. My shaft? Showed, yeah, well, the top, just a teeny... But, I mean, I actually... Okay, so, full disclosure... Oh. Um, their Patreon is kind of changing up a few things, and oh. I have to do some more research... But there may be ways for us to do things that are a little bit more erotic Risque. on there. Yeah. I mean, it, it it borders on the whole, you know, art versus, you know, like, what is, like, balls-to-the-wall pornography. It's funny, because when I was growing up, they always uh -huh. said that uh, a soft penis was art. Yeah. A hard penis right. was pornography. Yeah. They had that whole debate for... Um, uh, the magazines, <clears throat> so it was always weird to see a hard penis in <clears throat> in a magazine. But yeah, because if you go back in time, folks, and so some of us that are our, you know in our forties and and above, <laughs> very above. Anyway, <laughs> you're very above. You're above. Uh, anyways, so those of us at Gen X, we will remember that you know there was a period where you would get like you'd see like the old like play girl magazine. Okay, yeah. And 
you know, they all of them had sock penises. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see, like, the penthouse magazine. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, hardcore, like, right. hard dick. Yep. Action. About to go into a pussy. You know? <laughs> well, because penthouse was, I mean, because I remember all, all the times I jacked off to penthouse uh-huh. was all of the ones that had the male-female. Mm-hmm. And they'd always have, like, they wouldn't have the man's penis in her. Right. They'd always have the man's penis, like, a... Like, like on her thigh or, or, or right above it. Yeah, right next to the vagina. Yeah. You know? um, so there might have been, you know, they might have gotten more lax as the years went on, but mm-hmm. I just remember that my uncle's collection of penthouse. He didn't have Playboy. My dad, you know, mm-hmm. had a Playboy or two, but my, my uh, uncle had like the full on penthouse, which is like dirty. As there was another dirty. magazine besides penthouse, wasn't there? Uh, I think there was a handful of them, but um, Hustler. Hustler. You think a hustler? Okay, so it was a penthouse or a hustler, both of which that my dad was like really into, and it was gross. Well, there <laughs> were things that they would do that was gross. There was one where, like, it was a, a photo of a guy that was throwing up, and I mean, it was like the barf was all like over the place. Yeah, it wasn't just like. You know, like on the movies when they're like, oh, I'm throwing up. Oh, look, some little white stuff came out of my mouth. Oh, dear. <laughs> it, it, I mean, this was like, Bleh! And then there was another one of a guy, like, blowing his brains out with a gun. And it actually was like, and of course, it was it was fake and staged. Yeah, yeah. But it was still, like, so graphic that especially as a kid, I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> And then there was another one where it was this woman who was squatting over a wine glass, peeing into it. And I'm telling you, as a kid, you're not prepared. You're just not prepared (laughs) for those things. That's Um, that's what kills me about all this stuff. I mean, all these parents act like, you know, kids never see that stuff. We did. Yeah, and, well, and not only that, but there's a they're freaking out over the the possibility of seeing it today, and I'm like, uh, we saw it like uh-huh. through the shit that you had hidden under the bed exactly. back uh-huh. then, like, yep. and uh, and they're they're scared of a black mermaid. Oh, I know, right? You know, like, hey, we saw things that were fucking... Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but I am all for a Black Mermaid. I'm not for seeing somebody in an ad for something throwing throwing up in a magazine. That's so awful. Anyway. Yes. um, Where were we? I don't know. Okay, so... So far away. Um, you, oh yeah, yeah. So you were questioning, but yeah, I'm I'm actually researching to see how far we can go with some of the stuff that mm. we can post. Um, but yes, I still yeah. think that the stuff that we post of you is is naughty, is fun, <laughs> and I'm and naughty in a fun way, not naughty in a <laughs> that's dirty, it's so cringy. Yeah. Anyway, no, half my stuff's cringy. All right, but when I'm fucking you, you'll be hella cringy. <laughs> Yeah, more like hello. hella cringing. Oh my god, it's so big! I'm prolapsing like a cheap engine. <laughs> you can become a patron for the show as little as a dollar a month, or at the ten dollar level, you can get five personalized minutes of dirty audio by Ouija or Matt. Uh, or usually, when I um, you know give it, it's usually more like a seven, a good <laughs> seven, sometimes almost eight if I'm really like into it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, go over to patreon.com slash bgss to find out more about that. And, uh, go ahead. Don't you cover that up. Well, that's from the other show. I don't want you to read it. I think I'm smart enough to know 
that that might be the case. Really? Because you weren't the last time. We want one of their current patrons. And uh, oh, and a reminder that at our ten dollars Patreon level, you uh, please respond to our message on Patreon. 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 Yes, correct. Uh, to make sure that uh, you can take advantage of the the personal audio, and of course, thank you to all the Patreon patrons, God, who interact with us. Patreon is like really pushing us to uh, call our listeners like you know like a pet name type thing, uh. other than patrons, like you know the the big gay sexies or something like that. They're like, oh, this is such a good thing, and it. it I'm just like, I think our listeners are like okay without having to be called you know like brenchel oh, or something like that huh i wonder what we call them i don't know but you know what what should we call you folks? listeners if you have if you want to weigh in and you have an idea or something you want us to yeah well totally open i'm gonna call it. you guys the big dicks that'll work well that that could come off right hey welcome all you big dicks welcome because we are big dicks even if even the, even hey, the smallest can be the biggest. <laughs> that's yeah. That no, that's totally true. I appreciate all sizes. Hey, uh, our the September twenty uh, two thousand twenty three issue of Desert Heat magazine is out. Go over and check them out at desertheatmag.com. And don't forget that the October issue will feature a story by Chota Akate about a hot Leatherman. Chota Kate, why isn't it Scrota? I don't Something know. Like Scrota. That would be the, his brother, Ouija Scrota Akate. All right. Cool. All right, well, um, also Bader Bomb. Um, always pimp the Bader Bomb. Uh, they do not pay us. Um, I love Alex and his uh, company. They were an, and, they're an honorary sponsor oh, because yeah. we love them no, so much. And, and that's just it. I, I, I am a uh, fan. Um, I can't... I can't stress enough how much I enjoy Bader Bomb. Mm. Bader Bomb is my because I, I okay because growing up I had Vaseline okay Ugh. and uh, you know I mean but my cock was always very soft and that's nice. what they all said yeah he's got a soft cock oh! <laughs> like that's the firmest softest cock ever uh. Uh, but uh, yeah so growing up it was uh, but the smell the cleanup factor the only um, thing worse than that was uh, baby oil. Mm. I went through a phase where that's all I could get a hold of. Uh, Ugh, God, yeah, yeah. So I smell awful. baby oil now. I'm, uh, I, yeah, uh, that, that powder, fresh scent. Uh, uh, yep. And so, um, and then I went through a whole thing of just you know basic gun oil, mm-hmm. Swiss Army, um, you know, which is fine. I mean, yeah, it did it did its job. And then I bounced back to Vaseline. You know, just out of like a, oh, I'm gonna you know kick it retro style. You yeah. Know? And uh, but I mean, truth of it is, is you know sometimes when I was shirt cocking it, mm-hmm. you know the top, I get like man, I get like right here, I get like a oil mark. Oh yeah, on so your time, shirt. On yeah. Some of my t-shirts, I yeah. just have this like where your cock is. Yeah. Where the, sh- <laughs> the shaft meets the body. Yep. I get like a greasy ring on all my damn shirts, <laughs> and eventually yeah. somebody pointed out they're like, yeah, I've seen you in a couple shirts now. And you always have, like, a greasy spot right at the bottom of your shirt. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, no. And they were right. And so I, like, went home, and I, like, he was mm. crying, and I was, like, getting out the dish soap. Oh, yeah, like, right. you know, trying to get crying. all my shirts. Like, you looked at all your shirts, and they were all like that. You're like, I'm a whore. 
to myself. <laughs> but anyway, no, but ser- in all seriousness, though, um, I was like, you know, having to like use, uh, just so uh-huh. on the bottom of my shirt because of the Vaseline. And the Vaseline, it, it just, it, it, sure, it's cheap, but it, it, it's not, it's not beta bomb. Beta bomb is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Beta bomb is made with so many awesome, um, ingredients mm-hmm. and none of them are, Unnatural. You're right. You know, the thing for me is I I used, you know, the baby oil and, and I did use Vaseline too mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I got to the point where lubes were too expensive. Mm-hmm. The cleanup and I hate having oil mm-hmm. on me like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I just got to the point where fuck this, I'm dry jacking and on top of it I couldn't afford lubes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I was a dry jacker for years, but once she told me about Vader Bomb and Alex sent me like a, mm-hmm. a you know one, and I use it all the time mm-hmm. now, and it's great. And and okay, as a side note, so not only do like I jack with it on a regular basis, but I also like deal with like some dry spots that are really heavy on my body as far uh-huh. as like, and like I'll get like a weird. I mean, I don't have. Um, psoriasis normally but there's one patch mm. of psoriasis that i do get near my nose hmm. i use a little bit of that on it mm. it's like miracle but um now do you like rub it on somebody else's dick and then like rub it on your face yeah i'm like hey i need to apply this stuff but i can only do it from <laughs> yeah. dick to face and then you like slap their dick and you're like no break up <laughs> exactly i'd be like you're ruining you're ruining my beta bomb experience yeah fucker no, that's 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 cool, it, and it it is really good for that. And I I, I love the fact that I don't feel greasy. The, mm. There's great cleanup. You I know, I'm not a fan of scents, but even the the scented is is great, and it's not overpowering. Yeah, it's a very light. Uh, it's yeah. not like a campfire, right? Honestly. So and so, it's actually not. A, honestly, I mean, I'm like, oh, why doesn't he just make it like a cologne out of this? Because right. I actually would wear that cologne. I'd wear the yeah. Bader Bomb smell <laughs> as a cologne because it, it does. It smells like you've been right. out at some cool place. And know, even when you're, going. even when I'm jacking, like, and I have uh, covers over me, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to have like greasy covers yep. and you know. And that's just out. it too, because I mean, I'll be spanking my meat and mm-hmm. then like heading to bed. So yeah. I do a quick wipe up, and you know, I, I sleep nude. Um, me too. And uh, it's just, yeah. I, I can't stand the idea of like. I mean, being all wrapped up and shit, you know, um, right? Like pajamas. Yeah, if somebody's staying over or something, then of course I'll be in pajamas. But yeah, um, if I got family in the house, now wait a minute. What, what are your what are your jammies that you wear? Um, just uh, are they what flannel, I think? Jammies. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You got like the red flannel ones. I I got you a pair of superhero ones, like Captain America ones or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were cool. Yeah, I still got those. And I, I, I wear those when, uh, when I get home from work. Oh, yeah? I'll wear them, you know, while I'm laying around, yeah. you know, as loungewear. Now, see, that's one of the things that I hate about being a larger person is that I I do miss the opportunities of being able to wear stuff like that. Yeah, they make loungewear for... Well, I know, people. but, you know, it's... It's... You know, it's expensive. It doesn't wear oh, the same. It doesn't wear the same way. It doesn't feel the same. You wouldn't understand because you're just you haven't experienced it. That's all. 
Oh, so, all right, well, moving on. Oh, uh, erotic balls to the wall sex videos. Taylor imagined at taylorimagined.com. You definitely want to check out some of his new models. Definitely. Um, yes, his old models are yesteryear. Nah, they're great too. But I like that he works with a cross section of people. So I mean, well, a cross section. He works at people in his crosshairs. A lot of different types of people. Yeah, all kinds of and some hot, slutty lumberjack sexual action. Yes, lumberjacks. Oh yes, I'm a lumberjacker. I'm a lumberjacker. That's okay. All right. Oh, that should be the name of your fragrance, lumberjacker. Oh, hey, that's an offshoot of Baderball bomb. Yeah, Baderball, hey, so Alex, uh, do that. Um, So make a cologne. Just just shoot us, like, you know, uh, a a couple free free samples for the, the, yeah, for the the idea. Okay, uh, sponsor, oh, sponsor, Mm. Christopher Wyatt, the college years, the... the twice a month podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> that contains five erotic, pure uh, college boy pleasure stories. Amazon.com and uh, yeah, all major digital book distributors. All right. Well, let's let's finish with our listener feedback here. Uh, the first one reads: Bisexual erasure has been a topic as of late. I took it took me a long time to know that I was bisexual. I bounced from one extreme to the next. I'm straight, I'm gay, I'm alienated, my, I've alienated friends and partners. Have you ever had any bisexual experiences? And I don't have a name to that, so we're gonna say that's from Stan. Hi, Stan the man. So have you ever had any bisexual experiences? No, I have not. I am a gold star gay, um, actually platinum card, mm-hmm. platinum, platinum star gay, or whatever. And, it's called. and what does that mean? No, you're not platinum. I I was not born through a okay, vagina. but your goal. Okay, no, you're right. Okay, so that's yes. platinum. So you were C-section, uh, so that you can kill the the Scottish guy. We don't yes. say that name. Uh, and so. then I I also was a C-section. Very interesting. That Wait, we, were we both don't C-section. say cesarean. Cesarean. Well, C-section is cesarean. It's just how they... I know, but was that the Scottish guy you were just talking about? No, no, no. It's the Scottish play that we don't talk about, especially in the theater. Oh, you're a dork. Yes. Okay. Um. So, anyway, but uh, the whole reason that he could be killed was that he, it was that he was killed by a man not born to woman, and that meant it was a, a baby that was born from C-section. Mm. Oh, did I? Spoiler alert for a 300-year-old play. So, or 200. So, anyway. 200. Actually, could be older than that. Yeah, I was going to say. But, so, not only that, but I'm actually a diamond gay. What the hell is that? It means that I also wasn't breastfed. Oh, I was breastfed. Now, you know why I wasn't breastfed? Because your mom had itty-bitty titties. (laughs) No. No, she didn't. <laughs> because my grandmother told her that it was unnatural. Mm. Do you get the absurdity of that? Mm. 
like the whole reason they exist. Uh-huh. But my grandma's like, oh, that's dirty and unnatural. <laughs> like, bitch, that's what titties are for. Anyway, so so yeah, I didn't have that either. So I am wow, I am like the dying. gayest of gay, except that I have had uh, one bisexual experience. And I guess by bisexual, it just means that I, I almost had sex with a girl. I mean, we were like oh. this close to actually getting it in when my brother oh. decided to come up the stairs. Hmm. So, yeah. Your mom saved you, not only from titties. But yeah, from yeah, yeah, I guess she saved me. But she saved you from titties and pussy. We were too, we, and it actually, I'm glad, not because of that, but because we were way too young to be doing shit like that. Oh my God, could you imagine if you were a parent? How old would that kid be now? Honestly, I don't think either of us were capable of having How that happen at that time. I'm not telling, I'm not saying on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just saying it was her idea. I went, okay. And it was, yeah, we that's, should, that's why I'm glad my mom came up because, like, we should not have been doing that. Because that's stuff. funny because that actually reminded me. Um, so, uh, when I was in my teens uh-huh. and uh, my brother's friend, Wanted me to have sex with the girl that he liked and then be a dick to her and t- treat her shitty. And he would come in and save the day. <sighs> and uh, I like, but I, I don't want to put it in her pussy. <laughs> and he's like, well, then put it in her ass. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and so I, 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 did, I knew I was gay, like, way before, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, I can do that one. I just don't want to put it in a pussy. I know. I don't like how weird. In, in, yeah. in retrospect, I'm like, huh? Why in the hell was I agreeing to that? I was like, right. That's not even like that's not even interesting now. Ugh, you know. Well, and not only that, but like, you think she'd be agreeable to like, sure. Uh-huh. You know, don't put it in my front door, which is natural. <laughs> I'm Catholic. Put it, put it in my back. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. No, that that's odd. I know. Um, Mm. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can barely watch. Okay, and I guess this is a disconnect in my brain, but I can't, I I have a hard time watching women have anal sex, like on porn sites. Mm. Like when they're like, oh, you know, they're like doing it, and then all of a sudden he pulls out and starts putting in her ass. I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't know why, but I'm just like, no, wrong. Uh Well, not wrong, but just not my. No, thank you. Well, it's, it, maybe it's just a thing of like, okay, men only are given one option, right, for sex in the but. downstairs region. Okay, you know what I mean. And women have the front door he means that they can utilize, you know, be utilized. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, the women I know, you know, some of the dirtier girls, you know, which is sad. Um, they're like, I don't understand why people do not. Get more into the butt. Yeah. Well, I don't think I think that the the gooder girls, gooder, a lot of them like do kind of try it out, but they just they don't say anything about They're it. They're not talking about it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, uh, so that is the closest to a bisexual yeah. experience Sorry, that yeah. I had. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not good with the bisexual stuff. I would love to know more about bisexuality. I would love to talk to more bisexuals. Um, actually, I have a neighbor who's bisexual. He's a, he's he's gorgeous as fuck. Mm-hmm. I love him. I adore him. He's this thick Latino, um, very sweetheart of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, love his wife. That's why I've never like 
said, what's up? Yeah. In that way. Right. You know, I'm just like, I love you, man. You know? And let me tell so you. Like, I want to have sex with you. Right. You know, um, but yeah, so I need, I need to quiz him one day. I need to like get him on audio for yeah. the show. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to hear from like, I want to hear several bisexual men's experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys, if you guys are out there and, and we have bisexuals listening to the show, please, you know, let's have a conversation because I want to know, um, you know, how, bisexuality seems to be very personal mm. or individual. Yeah. And yeah. Um, your bisexuality is um, displayed in so many different ways. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So no two people exactly have experienced their bisexuality the same. So um, there are some people that, you know, have, I can only, you know, love a woman, but I do enjoy sex with men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's so many different, like, oh. facets. Right. It, well, it's kind of like how we're supposed to look at the gender spectrum now. It, I think the sexuality spectrum is, is so much the same. But it, it is. You're yeah. right. That it really is individualized because I've heard a lot of people say, you know, uh, I, I that, you know, they'll be like, I am attracted when I am bisexual. I'm attracted to both sexes. But it depends on the person mm-hmm. that will get me going for them, or or something, you know. So mm-hmm. it is, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and truth of it is, I mean, it, I mean, it, in any sexual situation, there's always that. It's like it's like my, you know, being more top. So mm-hmm. more, most of the time, I'm I'm more top. If I run across them, it's a bit more alpha than me. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Speaking that, more, that was not it's funny. Me. Okay, that was so not you me. have to know what has happened in case you didn't pick up on audio. He said somebody more alpha than him, and my Chihuahua Corgi mix is outside the door and starts growling like I'm your alpha bitch. <laughs> and then I got scared. I'm like, right here. <laughs> see, so I, I, I'm very aware that when there's somebody more alpha than me. Sorry, Kaya. Um, <laughs> She's like, everybody's more alpha than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll see you, bitch. I'll see you later. <laughs> you, Watch you, didn't, back. you didn't bring me any jerky. <laughs> I'm right here. You have to go through me to get out the door. Like a prisoner <laughs> around here all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah. So like somebody that's a bit more alpha than me, uh, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what do they want? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they want the booty. And I'm like, okay, let's go. You know? But um, most of the time I am top, but yeah, so I mean, and it's the same with most bisexuals that I've met, mm-hmm. is that most of their, they have a very certain desire checklist, you know? Right, yeah. And so like my alpha thing, they might have like, you know, like I said, you know, they, they only uh, find themselves, you know, going on dates with yeah. women, you know, or men, you know, right. Um, but they'll fuck women, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's so fascinating across the board and they'll even take it to an, an, ex- Oh, no, no, we're good. Keep going. Oh, no. Are we good? Yep. Or you see what's across the front of it? No, I was just trying to look at, Oh, it's Lance. <laughs> so, so there, daddy there's... Lance with my big old penis. So, uh, uh it, Lance is, is, uh, he was, uh, an actor in one of the plays that we were, yeah, Matthew's and, and a lot of a lot of people are going to know Daddy Lance yeah, because Daddy Lance. he's he's everywhere out there. But yeah, but yeah, we actually had the experience of being with him, right? Being with him, being, that, that's, uh, that that's a funny. good way to put it. Yeah, uh, no, I was just oh, trying God, to you just typed in bisexual. Well, I I follow one of the 
Oh, God. Oh, no, I don't want to see that. We're going to close that out. Uh, next show, I'll try to have it. But we we have a, a, a person who is a bisexual and does a lot of uh, talks on YouTube and, and uh, on his, twi- his ex or his Twitter or whatever about his experiences and the things that, you know. Uh, so I was trying to look him up, but oh. we'll, we'll talk about him next time. But yeah. uh, he's really... Um, and and talks very openly about a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. So, and a- after all, we are the big gay section. We're not the big bisexual section. Yeah, but I think that bisexual. I, th- I mean, yeah, they're they part of who we are too. No, so, I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm totally playing. Um, if I, you, uh, next next question was: uh, If you are a gay man, if you are a gay man and have sex with a trans man, is that a bisexual experience? No, because I mean, in this particular age, in this particular time, mm-hmm. I look at it as I am having sex with a person, mm-hmm. and how does this person identify? You know, identify. Yeah. Now, if I was if I was having sex with a trans man, what appeared to be a trans man, and well, they were—that's what it said, right? Oh, yes. oh go, keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that if that what I thought was a trans man mm-hmm. looked like a man, and I was fucking this man. And they came back and said no, that they were actually a woman. Then I would probably say I had a bisexual experience. Hmm. But um, but typically the trans men I know identify as male. So um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I just know that if I'm with a trans man, mm-hmm. I would not be considering it a, tra- a bisexual. Experience. Right. And I mean, obviously the question is, I, I think for some is is. I, I, I'm with a trans man. He identifies as a, a, a man. Mm-hmm. He is his body appears as a man. Everything about him is a man, mm-hmm. except he has uh, a vagina. Mm-hmm. And is me yeah. having you know penetrative sex with a vagina? Does that make me bisexual yeah. or a bisexual experience? And I'm going to lean toward no, mm-hmm. but. I yeah. guess that would depend on it the situation on and who view. you're who you're with. Yeah, but and I mean, there's some I know some gay men who absolutely would never be with a trans man. And that's ridiculous. I always thought that was you know a joke. Yeah. Um, but I mean, well, I kind of get it um, because then they're hardcore bottoms, and that would be a rough. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a rough uh, trick. I'm on. sorry, but trans guys can put on their oh, yeah, strap-ons yeah, totally. and go for uh-huh. it. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, as a gay man, yeah, I would totally have sex with a trans man, but I would absolutely still be gay sex to me. I mean, let me tell you, if you want, if if you're curious about trans men, just go over to the Big Gay Sex Show X Twitter and look through our feed because. Every once in a while, I'm reposting some of the hottest trans guys on mm. there. Um, what did I watch the other day? It was, oh, it was uh, Treasure Island Media, and I, I saw some of their... Uh, and they were, they were having some hot three-ways, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. So uh, thank you for those questions, uh, Stan. Um, we already did that. Here, Okay, let's uh, throw in these wrecks. We've got Rex. That sounds horrible. I know. Uh, Some recommendations. The first one is for the Chaser Jock at the Chaser Jock on on X. 
Uh, he is 6'5", 230 pounds. He loves cubs, chubs, bears, and big boys. He has a just for fans uh, with over 206 videos and, he, and daily uploads. And that is his body. And he... Uh, he has videos of him nailing the hell out of chubby men. I think his husband, but uh, maybe does he show his face? You know what? I don't think so. Honestly, I think he keeps his face out of it. Yeah, there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of that out there. That, uh, they'll um, put on Twitter their uh-huh. like um, their faceless photos, but then on if the, you go onto their OnlyFans, and I get that. I mean, there's some people yeah. that want that anonymity to a certain degree. I get it, but right. And this guy, I don't know. I think we may have talked about oh, him have, before, yeah, been but about. he is so fucking hot. I just want to throw out another mention for Maximus Seven Eight Seven One. He is an award-winning cam model, uh, chatterbait performer, exhibitionist, strength athlete. Born November tenth, so he is a Scorpio. Up oh. one day after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, probably a number of years after you. Oh. But he's a Roman <laughs> interactive visual. Artist, he is just so fucking hot. Uh, Roman interactive. I know, right? What does that mean? Uh, visual those, artist. Yeah, he he dresses, dresses in in like he's Roman. Like, this is Sparta. Yeah, uh. basically that type of thing. All right. Um. All right. Here's here's a question for you, uh, uh, sir. Well, actually, it's for both of us, but. Um, so this is this is the take me this is take me home. Oh, and you can go you can look it Four. up. At, I'm not taking you home, dirty. You should dirty. better than most of the things you take home. <laughs> uh, anyway, something. Uh, I had to go to the doctor after I took it home. Uh, yeah, uh, takemehome.org. It is fast, free, discreet. Uh, it is an an HIV test. And what you can do is you test at home. So they'll send you a rapid 20-minute test uh, at home, and you basically take your HIV test at home and, so that you have the privacy of it. Um, let me just run through how it works really quick. So in three to five days, you get a discreet package in the mail. Discreet. Is it going to be in brown paper like our videos used to come in? <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, uh, which is always funny because when we would get like porno mags and they'd be like yeah. discreet packaging no there was nothing discreet about the black ass plastic <laughs> <laughs> that nobody could see through the mailman knew what the fuck it was uh, and I don't know how many times I had like had them like slightly open uh, like oh I know my mailman's nosy yep. my mailman's nosy as fuck yeah um, so you get your test, you take, and it, the instructions are: take a deep breath and read the instructions of the kit. Oh I'll my! Take, oh no! Yeah. Uh, you can breath. also watch the how-to video below. And you swab your gums. You wait 20 minutes. You have your results in the privacy of your own home. And then need more support? Reach out to us. And there's an email or a phone number. So basically, if you get a po- positive diagnosis or or whatever. But anyway, this is the new thing. And this is really catching on, and even like one of the cli- one of our our sponsors is is starting to get with this. It's a way to get people to test that wouldn't maybe normally test. Uh, I know that you've been through this, obviously. Uh, as a you, pause man, it, yeah. The question that I have, especially maybe it's something that's more generational for us. I don't know, but is the test at home 
a good thing? I would not suggest to somebody to do it at home. Mm. I would suggest you actually go to a clinic that specially is equipped, equipped and driven mm. with um, the ability to guide you in the right direction, regardless of your outcome. Mm. So, um, so like Golden Rule Services, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you go to them and get your, um, you know, your results done. For the HIV you know test, mm-hmm. um, they have counselors and they have people to talk to immediately, who can give you you know um, right you know th- they can talk you through one of the hardest moments you're going to have mm-hmm. is to let you know that you're paused or that hey yeah you escaped this time but mm-hmm. you know, here's here's options you know for the next time right and so I mean the truth of it is to do this at home alone mm-hmm. you might have a Joey Stefano moment. That's that's what I'm concerned of because okay, so uh, Golden Rule Services, and you know I'm, I'm there are, are sponsored and everything, but they are also clients, so I know how they operate and everything. You go there, you get your your rapid test. They if you receive a positive diagnosis, you have a counselor right there who's going to talk you through it, going to talk you down, going to explain that this is not. Your life ending. This is, you know, and they're going to talk you through your treatment options. They are going to get you uh, a a case manager on on the spot. They're going to have that case manager be able to uh, take you, like, not only uh, tell you all your options and care and everything. They will sit there with you and they will make the calls with you. They will set up appointments. They will even go with you, and they will go with you to care. They will advocate for you to make sure that you understand what's going on in a time that it's pro- that you know you're going to be a little freaked out. So they'll go with you and even advocate with the medical people that you have to deal with for you, so that you're taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, anyway. So when you have that level of care and that level that you're going to need mm-hmm. immediately, that's why I, I I feel like you should go in and get it done rather than be at home. And if you're still struggling with the stigma that so many people believe that this is, you know, still in that cycle of life ending, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to die in three years type yeah, thing. You could do something really stupid, and that's what worries me about this. Yes, I mean, there's still a lot of stigma on this stuff. Um, you know, there's still a lot of guys that would have nothing to do with me because I'm paused. Um, hmm. And, um, I mean, this is this is still a thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people that are still afraid. And the truth of it is, I mean, I really don't mess with guys that are negative. Um, mm-hmm. Because typically, uh, we're operating at two different uh, levels. Um, but what I'm going to say, though, is if you do decide to do this at home, if you have a friend that is positive, have them with you, even if they're only on the phone with you while you're doing this. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you need some kind of safety net. And I, I will call them a safety net. I was very fortunate because two very dear friends of mine were paused. And when I knew that I this might be a legitimate, you know, uh, a legitimate problem this time, during testing. Like, I've grown up getting tested, and, and I always had that jitters, but this one time, I knew damn well 
that I had done something differently mm. than and with somebody I did not know. And somebody who lived in a population and an area that where this was pretty pretty rampant. And uh, so I knew damn well that after I had gotten sick for two weeks, I was like, this is a different kind of sick. I've never been like this before. And then went and got tested. And having the doctor call me and say, hey, I need to talk to you. I mm. immediately got two friends that I knew who have been dealing with HIV for a long time on the phone. And they had helped me through when the night before, while I had to wait for the morning for the clinic to open up, the doctor, um, and then the you know morning of, I had somebody that was there for me, you know, to talk me through. So I mean, so it's so important to have a safety net when you're trying to do these things, um, and a safety net just as far as like somebody who understands and can be there for you. Right. So if you are doing these things at home, you know. That's a hard one because I mean I really think you should find a nonprofit, you know, in your yeah, area. I I, now, I if you totally agree. Live in the middle of nowhere and you're concerned. Then yes, I get it. But maybe maybe they offered that with a test though. Yeah. Right. Right. And well, and the home test they I mean they offer you a number and stuff where you could reach out and mm-hmm. talk to somebody yeah, and get support that way, but not it's not necessarily personal. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, so we've kind of talked about that. We both kind of agree on that. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to talking a little bit about uh, the the rejection that you were just talking about? So, um, so yes, I mean, you know, it's still out there. Um, and there's a lot of guys out there that are still afraid and still scared to be with mm-hmm. somebody who is positive. Now, they're, the younger generations, not quite so much, but um, the older generations, there's still some stigma, mm-hmm. and uh, so a lot of people are afraid. And, uh, I, you know, and, and the, the funny thing about it is I, I've encountered this more so in the bisexual, uh, arena, mm. you know, as far as like when bisexuals approach me for sex or, you know, hanging out. Um, and I, you know, reveal to them that I am HIV positive. There's an immediate wall and uh thank you. Take care. See ya. Yeah. Have a good life. So, yeah. um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, I don't typically, you know, I kind of walk into every scenario with, Hey, just so you know, mm-hmm. right off the bat, right. no freaking guessing, no no, uh, no doubts, no ifs, ands, or buts. I am positive, HIV positive. I'm undetectable, have been for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so just so you know, I can't pass it. Mm-hmm. But um, And I've had plenty of guys that um, I've had sex with plenty of negative guys, and none of them have right. ever come up you know, mm-hmm. positive once I became med compliant. Right. And, uh, so, so you know, you know, right? But uh, it still is, uh, and still it still gets me when I hear that type of level of rejection. Yeah, you know, and I can't, I can't really fault them though. I mean, it, it for yeah, a lot of people, it's a very can, scary. As a negative person, I can mm. because well, your you know your ass. I don't care if you're, especially if you're bisexual, if you're whatever, if you're gay, if you're a man having sex with other men, and you are uneducated about this shit, you're a dumbass. And and I, I say that with all love, and I understand that everybody's <laughs> different. But I, if you're fucking another guy on any level, you should be educated about this shit. Educated. And so when you do face rejection and stuff like that, I'm just like... Oh, yeah. They're fucking no, dumbass. Mean, educate. <laughs> I still remember. I'll always remember the first time I had sex after my uh, 
that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy I was flirting with before, and he was from Australia. And uh, and I'm like, hey, by the way, I just got you know, uh-huh. I just got my results, and I'm positive. So if you you know want to cease all of this, he's like, oh no, we don't need to do that. And uh, I'm like, okay. And he's like, I really want to come take a shower with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And so we took a shower together, and he like jacked off on me, and I jacked off. And it, uh, he jumped out of that shower as I was coming so fast, Ugh. and put up the uh, plastic like a, Ga- a Gallagher, uh, like the shower it, curtain, yeah, <laughs> shower curtain, uh. clear shower curtain, like he's like uh, at a Gallagher, uh, <laughs> you know, when Gallagher used to smash the uh, yeah, watermelon, yeah, and, and you're in the splash yeah. zone, so you'd put up your uh, plastic guard. Yeah. And he did that like I was gonna like shoot just like a friggin' I don't know. I mean, he must have thought I had like a AR-15 or something, yeah. assault rifle, like you know, semi-automatic, you know, cum rifle. Uh-huh. And he he like jumped, and I was so dejected. Yeah, I remember. And it was so weird. You really were. And it was so just dis- dis- weird. That was your first like real. Like and it was right out the gate moment. too. Yeah, it's right out the yeah. gate because I was like, yep. uh, I just found out, and this guy was—he seemed to be like really cool with it, and you know, was going to roll with it mm-hmm. and whatnot. But then he like ran. He like jumped out of that bathtub, and he like held up that plastic sheet, and I was like, okay, so this is how it goes. They, yep, this yeah. is how it goes. Yeah. So, so ever since then, horrible. I've been like really careful, and I've had plenty of experiences like yeah. that. That the guys are like, "Oh yeah, I'm okay with it," and they just like freak the fuck out the minute I get near explosion, yeah. you know. And so I'm like, "Okay, this is not how I want to be. Right. This is not how I want to do this." So, and there's plenty of pause guys and pause friendly guys that mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need to like, you know, right. I don't need to have this weird level right. of stuff. So, yeah. um, I I remember and. Uh, one of the first times I, I very rarely have anyone that ever asked me when hooking up if I'm positive. Mm. And I just remember this one time where this guy and I just finished fooling around and we did absolutely nothing that could be considered risky or transmissive mm. because, you know, that's just the way it was. And I remember as they were walking out the door, turning back and saying, you're not positive, are you? And me being like, No. Okay. And then I'm leaving, and I'm just like, it hit me this, what a weird-ass fucking moment. Like, you already get it, you know, you're already having sex, you're done, and mm. then you ask? Mm. Like, you got the shit backward, dude. Uh-huh. But... I still remember being young, and there was a bartender, local uh-huh. bartender, and, uh, now he was only a top, and so I was like, okay, you know, I'll let you fuck me. Mm. And I remember, like, one time I was like, oh, I'll pull out before you come. He's like, hell no. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like... I'm like, I'm so turned on right now, but at the same time, I'm totally freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. And, and I'm like, Dell, you gotta pull out. Pull out when you come. He's like, hell no, fuck you. And he just keeps pounding harder. And I'm like, ah, this is such a turn on, but yeah, this is so weird. Uh, I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, oh no, is this the moment? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And back then, before we really knew undetectable mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yep. because. Even knowing that we were undetectable is untransmissible is still fairly recent. Uh, and yeah, yet yeah. we've had undetectable levels for years. Uh, so, yeah. And a lot of us, yeah. yeah, a lot of us positive guys have been fucking these, you know, guys with, you know. Thinking that you're going to create a super virus because you're all going to, but, mm-hmm. but no. Is, yeah. It's to pass, so, so. not going to work. 
Anyway, that kind of brings us to the end of this show. Um, we got so much more. We got so many great topics and everything so coming more. up. Uh. But uh, catch us uh, next. Well, no, actually, this show will come out after that. So I hope you enjoyed our live show on Pride48.com last <laughs> week. All right. <laughs> were we any good? Uh, were we delicious? Well, it's us. Of course, we were good. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, Currently, LGBTQ people of color in America have a disproportionately high rate of HIV infections. Golden Rule Services wants you to know about an important tool in protecting yourself from contracting HIV. Pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, is a medication proven to be 99% effective in preventing HIV infection. If you think PrEP may be right for you, visit your local sexual health clinic. Yes, and don't forget... About Doxypep. Doxypep? It's not just for your mom anymore. <laughs> it's well, the morning after pill for gays. Maybe it's a good thing that she didn't take it. No. Uh, I wouldn't have been born. You know what's funny? Because every time I hear Doxypep, I, I think it's like a new, like, Labradoodle. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Doxypep. I, I just think, even though it's like, I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's good. I love the name. I'm just like, that's so cool. Doxypep. Yeah. Aww. Anyway, all right. Send your comments, questions, oh, and yeah, and feedback to show at biggaysexshow.com. dot com. Give us a call at eight at uh, yeah four zero eight six nine two four eight two seven four zero eight six nine two four eight two seven. And join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bgss. Find all our links at allmylinks.com slash Matt Ouija. I love that. Do you? You love I the fact do. that I didn't put in all our kinks? Well, we'll just have to see about that. Allourkinks.com. All right. We love you. And Viva will ask the question. <laughs> That's true, too. Say it. <laughs> See, because he's crap. Thank you for German listeners for that. Yes. Yes. Germans. And for everybody else, we're sorry that we probably just triggered you. Triggered! (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Love you guys. A network of inclusion. Unipodspods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.